0: All right, kidoki. Let's uh, let's get ready. Let's just bop on into it. Let's uh, let's free ball. Let's free wheel. Let's have a good time. Welcome back to another edition of the Late Late Capitalism Show special election season update podcast. We're going to be swearing. We're going to be talking about why it's bad to be 30 years old again. We're going to be saying all sorts of things that are going to make you upset, mostly at me. But not only me. I'm joined today, as always, by my good friend Chancellor.
1: Hello, my name is Chance. What's up? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm uh, preparing myself. I've been reading Canadian election theory, as uh, all the MLs have been telling me to do. Um, Making sure that I'm reading uh, DOS maple syrup. Yeah, the Um, Canadian MLs, mother lovers. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, uh, Chairman Mao Trudeau's uh, little red book. You know, I've been, uh, I've been doing my, my work as a, as a citizen here in Canada, um, because we got a snap election that's been called. Yes. As is the tradition with this
0: podcast, literally one day after whenever we record, be it a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, the next day always has some kind of important news event that occurs.
1: Right. Yes. I think this is like the ninth or 10th time this has happened. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Some of the more notable instances is me calling the January sixth insurrection attempt. Yes, yeah, mm. uh, I, that was a that was a classic. On a much less fun note, I remember
0: back last year we did a podcast exactly one day before the George Floyd killing as well. Yes, which yep. uh, was obviously fantastic. We absolutely love to be the people that seem to create through our actions and our butterfly effects, some of the worst possible outcomes for humanity.
1: Sorry. We're we're trendsetters.
0: Yes, not in a way that is enjoyable, and that is true for this as well. Why, God, why are we having (laughs) another election?
1: (laughs) Have you looked into the theories on why? Uh, No, I have some of my own, but what are people saying? Um, Well, uh, pretty much what people are saying is that obviously it's just so that the liberals get a majority yes. in the, the uh in parliament i i think that's pretty much like the the ongoing theory right now but it's not like have they have the liberal party even come out to say why they did this yes cuz i can't imagine they came out and were like hey, we're doing this so we get more seats. The official statement given by Justin Trudeau is that Canadians should
0: have a right to choose who will lead the country post-pandemic, which is presumptuous of him (laughs) to say that there will be a post-pandemic and that this will not just continue to happen in perpetuity.
1: Jesse, you might be interested to know this. I am on the liberal.ca website and... um. There's a section here called apologizing for the internment of Italian Canadians. How do you feel about that? That's the one thing we shouldn't apologize for. (laughs) Every other thing that this stupid
0: country has done is disdainful at best and Uh extremely genocidal at worst. But the detainment of Italian Canadians, actually, you know what? That's kind of woke. They're just saying that they're prison abolitionists now. Ah,
1: true, true, true. The
0: continued detainment of Italian Canadians like Vito Rizzuto and uh, Mm
1: -hmm. all
0: the other guys that got involved with the Hells Angels in the 1990s. Yeah, it needs to come to an end. Yeah, pretty
1: much any of the developers in Montreal. uh Yeah. Well, except for the one guy, the uh, Olympia property developer
0: who is Israeli and worth like 30 billion dollars. Jesus. Yeah, they want that guy actually wanted to buy Kingston Penitentiary and turn it into private real estate development, but was thwarted yeah. when he realized that he could not tear down the heritage buildings on the site.
1: <laughs> that must have been so disappointing for him.
0: Yeah, I wa- he came on a private tour, apparently, of the grounds after hours, and uh, was told that he would not be able to tear down the cell block to build, I don't know, Assumedly, like thirteen pizza chain restaurants named things like "Toppings Fiesta" and then instantly lost interest. <laughs>
1: um. So, so that's what Justin Trudeau said that the snap election was called for. Then, oh, to was
0: uh, overturn and apologize for the policy of Italian Canadian. Uh, yeah. Incarceration.
1: Yeah, and it was to purposefully give more power. To the gentleman trying to buy Kingston Pen.
0: That'd be awesome. Honestly, I hope <laughs> someone buys it and tears it down.
1: That'd be sick. <laughs> no, um, it was so that people could choose who they want to aid them in getting out of, uh, you know, or setting up rather post-pandemic policy.
0: Yes, uh, I'm sure that's the official party line that is given, but the actual reason is what you've talked about, which is where the liberals feel like, given the success of the vaccine rollout, that they're riding this high peak of popularity that will almost inevitably, if they waited any longer, completely peter out again, because that's how the liberal government mm-hmm. operates. They do one thing that really they don't do much to like actually facilitate, but they ride that wave. Uh, call an election at the absolute peak of their popularity, and then the second the election ends, go back to fucking everything up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, i um, honestly smart move, though, politically. Yeah. And to I, uh, to say, let's ride this high. And the liberals
0: are kind of like your really drunk friend where they pull themselves together long enough to get into the bar. But as soon as they cross the threshold, they go into the bathroom and just puke their guts out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. And essentially what their greatest kind of, uh, you know, popularity has come from are two things that really were A, either not their idea or B, not really their doing. In regards to the former, they were obviously going to make a big thing about, oh, we're the government that provided Canadians with uh Serb and other benefits during a time of economic instability, which is – Partially true, but what they don't tell you is that they really campaigned against it. It was actually the work of the NDP that really normalized the notion of this
1: uh, emergency relief benefit. And Yeah, and you would think the NDP would ride that high um, by saying, look, guys, it was actually us. Um, But they're not really going that route with this campaign. Which
0: I find to be so bizarre. And in terms of the latter... The liberals, although they are proceeding or sorry, presiding over the vaccine rollout, the only reason they got those vaccines is because Joe Biden, I assume, traded them for like six tubs of Hagen Doss and just gave us three hundred trillion
1: vaccines. Seven gallons of adrenochrome. That's right.
2: Hey man, I need if I don't get it in the morning, my brain don't work good. I sundown at six AM. So it's like <laughs> once again Fellow fellow Americans, I need You're 12 and under children. For not not bad reasons, Jack. I just need to scoop the thing out of their brain. (laughs) We need to scare them like Monsters, Inc. And we need to fill up the tanks with their adrenaline. Yeah. That keeps my pacemaker going. You know, the movie Monsters, Inc. was based off a guy I grew up with. And we we called him a monster because he was Italian and he owned a business. And that man was Jeffrey Epstein. That's right. (laughs) And that's why I've asked uh, Pierre Trudeau to apologize for the internment of Canadian Italians. That's why I asked uh, Justin Castro. I mean, Fidel Trudeau. I mean, uh, I w- I wish Joe Biden
0: knew who Fidel Castro was, but you know, like that's been completely <laughs> excised from his brain. He has no idea who that is. now He's like, oh yeah, the Al Qaeda guy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
2: Hey, I got the beard. We were trying to kill him for all those years. Yeah. We we took him out in the cave. (laughs) Oh, I guess that was
0: the other big development that we can maybe touch on later. (laughs) The end of the Afghanistan
2: war.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Right. Yeah. That's fun.
0: Actually, he's going to be a campaign issue as well now, which is hilarious to think about that. The Afghanistan war is a campaign issue in twenty fucking twenty one. Oh, God, Literally this is 20 great. years later, it's back, and better than ever. The Afghanistan Just, war is back on the ballot, boys. I'm having so much fun with this. Yeah. I think this might be the dumbest election of all time. Um, yeah. Based on the candidates. Yeah, it's pretty goofy. <laughs> the issues, what it's coming out of.
1: But and let's, how quick it is.
0: Let's talk about some of the candidates themselves, and then we'll get to kind of what the predictions are towards the end. So I have a big list of candidates open right now. And for the most part, we're going to try and stick to people that we have covered before or rather noteworthy people Uh, in Newfoundland and Labrador. The only real person of interest, if your parents like mine like to watch uh, Canada, what is it? Canada AM Uh, Seamus O'Regan is running in St. John's as the incumbent. Uh, His only Mm, opponent is an NDP guy named Raymond Critch. So I'm going to go ahead and assume that the NDP, since they hate winning elections, will not knock him out of that spot.
1: Uh, We should set up like a fantasy football roster with this. Oh,
0: yeah, we could do that. We could see uh, which picks come (laughs) through. It's just there's so many people running and so few of them are interesting. I will say that you got a do you have a link for me? uh, Yeah, I can literally just send you the one of the most helpful ones is just a Wikipedia page of every single person running.
1: Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Appreciate uh, it. Tremendous
0: name in the... Where is it? There's a woman running in New Brunswick, and her name is Whitney Dykman, which I thought was uh, a noteworthy <laughs> name. Nice. Let's see. Where is it? Basically the Maritimes are almost assuredly going to be liberal. Some writings don't even have conservatives running because they know that they are not going to win. The only one, like, the only area in the Maritimes that has a conservative is West Nova Scotia. (laughs) Everywhere else is liberal. Yeah, 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 yeah. And as you move into Quebec, obviously the dominant party there is actually the Bloc Quebecois. You may have forgotten about the Bloc, but don't worry I have some information on them that we'll get to in a moment uh, as you move. They're into, They're going to
1: win the federal election.
0: They very well could. Why not? At That's this point, my call. Who cares? Like, they may as well.
1: That's my call. It's going to be that guy who everyone says owns like the liberals. Who's that guy? Oh, um, oh, oh let, me, ever, let me
0: pull up his name.
1: Uh, yeah. You ever see Steve his video?
0: François Blanchette.
1: Yes, that guy. Where it's like owns the libs, yeah. yeah I, that I yeah. like
0: that we're embracing it.
1: We've just fully gone
0: into the stupidest possible reality. Yeah. So he's gonna win. So <laughs> it's, what's interesting it's, is when we get to Quebec, we get to our first party riding where the party's leader is on the line, and uh, if you'll recall, <laughs> this party leader actually lost his seat in the last election. We're of course talking about Maxime Bernier of the People's Party of Canada who is back on the ballot to try and win his riding in Bosse Quebec <laughs> Bussy That's right Maxime Bernier <laughs> is running in Bussy Quebec where <laughs> nice the person who is currently in power in Bussy is a man named Richard Lahoe
1: so <laughs> oh nice Dick Lahoe in <laughs> Bussy Quebec that's a race to watch <laughs> Yeah, he he lost his spot, right? So (laughs) what does that even ever mean? It just means he's not in power, but he is still the only person in
0: the party anybody's heard of. So he's still the
1: leader. But okay, say you lose your your riding, right? If you your party is uh, awarded (laughs) the uh, federal like. Oh, yeah, this is prime minister position. What do you. Do you get to have that spot?
0: Essentially, the basically the the etiquette is this. If you're a party leader, regardless of whether or not you've won the actual election. So if you're a party leader and you lose your seat, but somebody else in your party won their seat,
1: they're essentially asked to give up their space for you. (laughs) Oh, wait, I think something similar happened to Andrew Shear. I think
0: it's happened in the past
1: as well. Essentially, they're Damn. just like, hey, we really need this person to be
0: in power, and you'll just, like, cede your seat to them. So you, you don't think Bernier is going to get his spot? Uh, probably not, no. Damn. It's like there isn't even I a bloc Quebecois candidate in that riding. It's just a strictly conservative winner.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And then uh, once again into Quebec, we have Yves-Francois Blanchette. His seat is on the line. He is obviously the Bloc Québécois incumbent, and uh, I suspect he's probably going to win that given that the Bloc have a pretty solid grip over Quebec, and I don't think any party federally has made a lot of overtures to Quebec that would actually work, especially in the era of the woke politician.
1: Yeah, I, I, and I think, too, his his social media presence and his the, the stuff with the WE scandal that a lot yeah. of people are still really holding on to... Um, and, and not to downplay it, I just mean like some people really hold on to it. Yeah, they're big. Um, guys. yeah, yeah. Um, we'll definitely vote him in. Yes, because he was like the voice of like you know the dissenters, That's even right. though everyone hated the Liberal Party, but he was like. People were like, he's the only one willing to speak his mind. And it's like, I'm pretty sure even liberals are, like, shitting on this. This sucked.
0: Yeah, no. The wee Scandal is Nobody one liked of the, this. the funniest things to have ever happened. And I'll, I'll mention that a little bit briefly later on as well. As we ride roll into the Papineau riding, that's Justin Trudeau's home riding. And I'm going to go mm-hmm. ahead and call and say that Christian Boutin, the candidate for the People's Party of Canada, will defeat Justin Trudeau in the Papineau riding <laughs> by... <laughs> That'd be quite the upset. <laughs> a massive, although there are four candidates, Christian Boutin will win 90% of the votes in that riding. Justin Trudeau will yes. win 8%. And then mm-hmm. the conservative candidate, Julio Rivera, will win the remaining
1: 2%. I, be- I believe you. I think that's a uh, a very insightful call. That's simply and all there is to it. I d- yeah, I don't think it could go any other
0: way, really. We now move into Ontario, specifically the Carlton riding. And this is not a party leader, but this is someone who I certainly have seen a lot of on Facebook as his posts and videos are often shared by my most reactionary uh family, friends, and uncles.
1: Pierre Paulivaire. On- another uh huge fan of Own the Libs videos. Oh, absolutely. Like Pierre Polyverte.
0: I think only exists to create own the libs videos. I don't think he's done anything actually in the house of Commons.
1: Yeah. Um, I find him, he was actually pretty good during the wee scandal too. Um, like what he was saying was good and stuff like that. Um, he wasn't being as like, I don't know how to describe it, but some people were being really dramatic and he, he was like almost like a show person. Like he was he was entertaining as fuck.
0: Oh yeah, he was going off. Pierre Paulvier yeah. was owning everyone with facts and logic and the occasional bit of reason as well. and you got to respect that. He's also the only yeah. person in like the Ottawa writings that is a conservative. Everybody else is strictly like hard liberal. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy. Including, of course, a name some of our Ontario premier heads right, might recognize. David McGinty, who is the brother of disgraced (laughs) ex-premier Dalton McGinty. No, Dalton wasn't disgraced. What are you talking about? I know. He He has a legacy. That's right. It's not a very good one, but he certainly has one. (laughs) It's a legacy. So David McGinty is the incumbent in Ottawa South and will likely win again. Unless, of course, Larry Waslin, who is a part of the Communist (laughs) Party. We were talking about MLs earlier. Well, this is our guy. Please vote for Larry Waslin.
1: Yeah, there's a couple uh, Communist Party members running that I've noticed so far. Um, Also, Shelby
0: Bertrand from the Animal Rights Party is running in Ottawa Center. So that's our endorsement.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: They get my vote. Then we move into Eastern Ontario. (laughs) And there's only... Well, there's, there's a couple names of interest here because that... Includes our riding of Kingston and the Islands As well as Hastings, Lennox, and Addington Chancellor, do you know who the current MP For Hastings, (laughs) Lennox, and Addington is? Uh,
1: Yeah, buddy That's uh, Derek Sloan It is Derek Sloan Who is no longer
0: running as a member of the Conservative
1: Party Yeah, he was booted
0: He's out of there He's now running as an independent
1: And Mm -hmm. he's
0: facing (coughs) Sorry, pardon me He's facing down three other candidates from the PPC, a man named James Babcock from the conservative party, <laughs> a woman whose name is Shelby Cramp Newman, which <laughs> I Newman. cannot believe. And then a liberal candidate, Mike Bossio, who held the riding prior to Sloan. What do you think is going to happen here?
1: What do I think is going to happen? Yeah. Do you think I, 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 Sloan doesn't have it. No. Um, It's going to be a toss between Bossio and Cramp Newman. Um, And I think it's going to go towards Bossio because people realize that last time they voted conservative, they (laughs) ended up with someone like Derek Sloan.
0: Yeah. I think he has kind of poisoned the brand, at least, for the next couple of years. I think Bossio is probably the best pick. We will miss you, Derek Sloan. Uh, I've been told that he, in a... Page out of 1998 WWF has promised to set himself on fire if he does not win this riding.
1: (laughs) Um, We also have to mention, uh, just because they're our sister city, uh, Bay of Quenny, uh, which is like the Belleville area. um, It's definitely just going to be Neil Ellis again of the liberals because he was also the mayor of Belleville. (laughs) So he's pretty much just like the only name people know.
0: And that's usually how it is. It's mostly yeah. just name recognition. Uh, we move on to Kingston and the Islands, where this humble show is yeah. based out of. Where we have liberal incumbent and one of the most miserable men I have ever met, Mark Gerritsen. Oh,
1: uh, he's uh, he's such a, like a like an edge lord. I don't know. I don't know what you would call him. He loves to post. He is the posting MP. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's like he posted a picture of his family at I think like the Elm Cafe the other day. And it was just a picture of his son with chocolate all over his mouth looking like a little pig boy. And I was like, come on now, man. Don't do this. Don't put your son on the Internet for one. I
1: know your help's going to clean him. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Also really (laughs) fucked up to post pictures of your children on the internet. Just in general. I'm not a big fan of that. If it's, you're just sharing it with family and friends, no problem. But when you're a public figure, don't post pictures of your two
1: year old child on the internet. I think there's a difference between when they're able to like be recognizable. Yes. Versus when they're like a baby baby. Yeah. Like if they, if they're just like a little blob infant thing. Yeah. Whatever. Um, who cares? Because it looks like nothing. Like babies literally look like nothing. Oh. They're all bald, ugly things. Hey, come on. Um, but <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jesse. That's right. I'm tired of this bald um, sentiment. <laughs> I mean, I meant to say alopecia. Oh, yeah, that's right. Is that that, uh, is that your child's name? Yeah. <laughs> My girl, Aloe. Um, and I, I think like when they're infant baby things that are just like flesh sacks yeah that's fine because they're not recognizable no as soon as they have any kind of recognizable features though you got to take that shit down and you you have to think ramona de saw this post and immediately added
0: him to the list of q sickos who will need to be yeah purged yeah <laughs>
2: as soon <laughs> as possible
0: so mark garrettson former mayor of kingston uh one of the most miserable men alive famous And potentially infamous, depending on your take, for his ridiculous reaction to Queen's homecoming every single year that he was mayor. Uh, Mostly rode into power both as the mayor and as the MP because his father, John Gerritsen, was one of the longest tenured liberal politicians in the country. Uh, Mm. Mark hasn't really done anything at all other than post and take pictures of his son with a bunch of chocolate on his face. He is facing off with Gary Oosterhoff, a uh, no-hope conservative candidate, literally zero chance of winning. Uh, Waji Khan, for the Green Party. Uh, we've talked about the Green Party. I'm going to go ahead and say they will win zero seats, given everything that's going on with them right now.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And there's actually a PPC candidate for Kingston. Her name is Shelly Sale Udall, and I think I actually know her personally. No way. She, I'm pretty sure, is the mother or aunt of a friend of mine, given the way she looks, where she's from. No, wait, wait, wait. I want to find out where she looks. I have. I will send you the link in the Discord to her PPC
1: page. Out of 10. Yeah. I just say she's an eight. Hey.
0: She's like, she's an all right little nice. lady, lady.
1: So I wouldn't say she's an eight. Well, but that's OK. We have different tastes. An eight for the PPC. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Shelly is a she's got mother. That, she's got that Q mom look. Yes, which I think is
0: interesting. Shelley is a mother and mental health therapist passionate about functional health and wellness. She has special interests in the care of and advocacy for others. The current state of the Canadian governance has compelled her to join the People's Party as it sits closest to her value. It's a strange spelling. Of people. Okay, this is the... It sits closest to her value of people are Canada's greatest resource. <laughs> Never previously entertaining (laughs) politics, having witnessed the erosion of civil liberties, Shelley now furiously steps two feet into the political arena. She hopes to inspire Canadians to stand up for what they believe in and demand their elected leaders, air quotes, lead greatly so that Canada (laughs) can continue to be the great country you've always known and loved. Contact Shelley to be determined. Links to social (laughs) media and a website will be added at a later date. The election is is fucking nothing. Yes.
1: Okay, All right. so I'm voting for Shelly I'm gonna have to Um, I am Kind of surprised at how their website is This is trash Yes, it's terrible The fuck is this? This is their
0: official website There is an NDP candidate In fact, it's Vic Sahai So, Vic Sahai serves as a professor of public health At Queen's University Essentially, he's doubling down on the notion That you do need qualified people To navigate The country post pandemic and Mm -hmm. he's posted. So he's an epidemiologist and he's posted about uh, the various programs he believes in, such as uh, what he calls the great transition from carbon based economy to green based economy. I'm sure the QAnon people are going to love that nation to nation reconciliation with indigenous peoples, a guaranteed livable income. A floor we do love transitioning, Canadians. though. That's true. Transitioning is sick. I also transitioning d- is very cool. I also do like the notion of a guaranteed livable income. That's good to see. Yeah. Child care and pharma care programs and education reform to match the Canadian Health Act to fund post secondary training and education. Which I'm not as sure what that specifically means in regards to the Canada Health Act. But if they'll actually do any of this, hey, sounds pretty good for me.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing to note, though, is that they definitely just took a screenshot of a Word doc and yeah. was like, yeah, here we go.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's very poorly formatted. That is true. It, it
1: it even has, like, the lines underneath Sahai to say that it's spelt wrong.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That is
1: awesome. <laughs> um, We also... Have- yeah, I'll probably vote for this motherfucker.
0: Yeah, I'm going to vote for Vic Sahai. I mean, I also and a member of the NDP so I need to right. I need to show up and represent
1: I'm a member of the Communist Party of Canada now. That's awesome. I don't know if I
0: I don't know if I said that. I um, I want to be. I
1: don't know any of the people who are running. See but, that's uh, that's an issue. <laughs> but I like it. We, um we
0: then have <laughs> <laughs> the Lanark Frontenac, and Kingston race which i'm going to go ahead and tell you right now is exclusively going to be won by Scott Reid because he's held that post for quite some time and you think so? Lanark Frontenac, Kingston is like a solid conservative rock. I couldn't tell you the last time they voted liberal. Really? Uh at least for the last 21 years they have voted almost exclusively for either the alliance
1: or the Pro- progressive conservative party. So from where we are, what is Lanark at Kingston? It's, is that I, north is of that here? It's like the north Sidney of the four hundred one
0: rural area. Yeah.
1: Okay. And okay, they have
0: sense. exclusively voted
1: conservative for yeah the last couple decades. You know what's uh you know what they should do is there's a Steve Garrison running for the NDP, and imagine uh if they got mixed up with Mark Garrison. And they were like oh I gotta vote Damn it I know Scott Reed's on the ballot But like Mark Garrison I know that name better Steve Garrison maybe it's like his cousin
0: I should also note that Lanark Frontenac uh, And what used to be Lanark Frontenac Lennox and Addington you know who their MPP was (laughs) Who Randy Hillier Uh, Oh hell yeah (laughs) Lock the cage buddy that's right. His chastity cage is locked. Randy's cock is not going to be in use ever again. His seat is safe until the next election when he will surely lose because uh, he is now a king without a kingdom. A man without people a People don't
1: like him when you make fun of autistic kids.
0: I know. That is pretty shocking.
1: but uh, It's like the one thing, like, as a politician, you should probably really drill home. Yeah, people love Sons of
0: Anarchy, and everybody knows that Gemma is an autism mom. And if you make fun of those children, you will get you will be killed by the members of Sam Crow. Yeah,
1: exactly. And everyone acknowledges. I've that. been seeing way more Sons of Anarchy shirts. <laughs> that's because they're raising like, awareness. Recently. Yeah, and it's and awesome. it's
0: bothering me. No, it's because there's also Mayans MC. That's a that's a story for another episode. As we move into the Greater Toronto area. A riding of particular interest is Durham region where there are three candidates from the PPC, mm. Patricia Conlin from the Liberal Party, Jonathan Jean Crochet and from the Conservatives, Aaron O'Toole.
1: I'm surprised there's no NDP or Green in this riding.
0: Yeah, I'm not. Uh this one's unfortunately a pretty solid lock, Aaron O'Toole. Will be winning. Now, the the biggest strike against Aaron O'Toole is that literally no one knows who he is. Something that this article I'm going to refer to makes explicit note of. But he is running in the Durham region. Beyond that, there's not really a lot of interesting candidates until we get to Toronto Center. Wait, wait, no. I want to hear this article. Oh, I'm I'm going to save it when we actually talk about the leaders and the chances themselves. Don't worry. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So we get to Toronto Center where our girl... The podcast's favorite, not Ramona, but our second favorite, Miss Anime Paul, is running for election.
1: Yo. She
0: is facing down another member of Canada AM, <laughs> Marcy Ian, who is the liberal incumbent in Canada th- in Toronto Center. Oh. I'm going oh, to enemy,
1: anim- Anime is probably not gonna get the.
0: Anime will be lucky to make it to September 20th, with the way their party yeah. is going. I've got a pretty funny uh article about her in this like leadership article i'm going to be referring to as well so more on that in a minute we Yo, then christia friedland is running oh yeah the uh the nazi granddaughter is running that's absolutely correct oh uh, she's awesome a- she's a girl boss uh my friend adam Freeland's wife <laughs> adam friedland's sister is running for <laughs> election damn she hot yeah she's running on a polit- uh, on a platform of being gay with your dad yeah, fucking your father. That's right, which is awesome, and we support that. <laughs> uh, we move into... I'm dad-pilled. Where is it? I just saw a name that I wanted to highlight. Ah, so we head into Midwestern Ontario, where, where Haldeman, Norfolk region. Now, this is a deep cut. I don't expect anybody to know who this person is, unless you've really been paying attention for a while. But Oh, Haldeman, Norfolk <laughs> I region, know who this is. We have Miss Leslyn Lewis running for the vacant spot of MP for the Haldeman norfolk region.
1: Leslyn Lewis of Leslyn Lewis in the news uh came out with some great hits like Hip to Be Square. That's right. Uh famously quoted in American Psycho.
0: Yes. So, failed conservative party candidate for leadership Leslyn Lewis is going to try and get her name on the ballot and we here at the Late Late Capitalism show wish her all the
1: best. Yeah, she literally sabotaged the leadership race (laughs) by uh, posting private, uh, like, interviews and stuff like that with other party leaders that were like, we should hold back on the social conservatism. And then she, like, took that audio and posted it and was like, they're telling me I shouldn't be who I want to be. Yes, she pretty much destroyed.
0: Actually, she's basically the one who opened the door for Erin O'Toole to win. So for yeah. better or worse, thank you, Leslin. And the only other leadership candidate of note is, of course, our boy Jagmeet Singh, who is running for re-election in Burnaby South. Uh, he will certainly win re-election. There is literally zero concern about that. And we'll talk a bit more about that in just a second. Yeah, he's doing he's doing all right. Yes. So that is our kind of little highlight of some of the the heavy hitters, the names you may recognize in the party leaders Let's talk about some of the coverage and predictions for this election. So at present, the Liberal Party is projected to win, potentially even reaching the minimum threshold required for a majority government. They only need about 15 more seats to cross that threshold. And let's talk about Justin Trudeau. And I love the excerpts from this article. We're a long way from because it's 2015 Justin Trudeau. The initial shine from his feminist mandates, climate change promises, and, quote, commitment to indigenous reconciliation has faded over his last two terms, as he's come up short on just about everything. In 2020, Trudeau rightly came under fire for his too-close-for-comfort ties with the WE charity, and for breaking ethics rules by trying to influence Attorney General Jody Wilson-Raybould during the SNC-Lavalin affair. And then I love this statement. This statement is kind of the defining mission for this show. Let's also not forget about his multiple incidents of blackface either.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, uh, whoever wrote that article. We, the people, are out here reminding everyone weekly. Some of us are making TikToks about it as well. Some of us have our face tattooed to blackface to commemorate.
0: Yes, well, to be fair.
1: That's what I'm getting. If you
0: listen to his MP, uh... You know, black Canadians did appreciate that the prime minister uh, enjoyed being in their skin so much and provided proper representation. The
1: black community have told me that how much more love they have for the prime minister, that he wanted to have a black. But he took great pride in that, too. And that it's the it's the media that have blown this into something that it shouldn't be.
0: That was insane. So what's insane to me is that they got all this opposition done, dump done in twenty nineteen What do you think, what do they have left beyond, like, the boring scandals that nobody cares about? Like, what is there left to dump
1: on? Yeah. Yeah, what is there?
0: I think the only thing they could actually come out with is saying that he is the actual illegitimate son of Fidel Castro.
1: But that would just make me want to vote for him. Wait, no, no. It's got to be more than that. I think. It's got to be, like, I am the castrated Castro that's right, uh, and he was a he was a castrati. He's a eunuch. He was made a eunuch. And he he starts singing for everyone. It's like um, realistically, I was gonna say there's gonna be
0: pictures of him in indigenous garb, but that already exists. We've already seen those pictures, so I don't yeah, know what shit. other scandal. The next scandal,
1: there is. the next scandal is he's gonna be wearing like a sari or something. It's like, could you imagine? Oh, oh wait,
0: <laughs> if the the pictures of
1: him in blackface came out.
0: Like if if the election was a year later and the pictures of him in blackface came out in the wake of everything that went on in the United States last summer, that might have actually cost <laughs> him the election.
1: That would have been insane. He got. I'm, so I'm, I'm lucky. trying to think. What what other garb could he wear? Like I'm I'm. He should he should put on a dashiki, <laughs> and and talk about cave beasts for if, an hour. He if if they did reveal that he was a
0: hotep, that would be pretty remarkable. I'd vote, I'd change, I'd swing. He's like, I got a pamphlet from these guys outside Penn Station in New York City on a visit and I've been so interested ever since.
1: (laughs) So, the Yeah, no, I I think he could do it.
0: The article continues. He's also been criticized for government inaction on recommendations in the TRC and for a half-assed action plan following the missing and murdered indigenous women and girls inquiry, Uh, both of which are true. Has he kept any promises to the indigenous people that
1: he made in 2015? Yeah, helping with uh, water boil advisories. Okay, all right. Um, that was a big one. A lot of them. Let me get the actual stat here. Yes, because um, I know. But th- there's been uh, a lot of effort done on that. Good. That is nice to hear, because I know a lot of other things he's promised never
0: came to fruition, such as abolishing the first-past-the-post election system. Oh, which- that's the
1: biggest fucking piss-off
0: which he ran all of 2015. That was one of his touchstone items. And then as soon as first past the post helped him win, he's like, well, let's not
1: be hasty here. So, so of since August 9th, 2021, uh, that's when I, I'm getting this information right now. Uh, Or rather that's when this chart was made. Um, so, 109 long-term drinking water advisories have been lifted since November 2015. Good. Okay. When he came into office. so I mean, the fact that
0: so many communities still don't have clean drinking water, though, is such a national fucking disgrace.
1: Yeah, I think any community not having water is fucked up. But uh, apparently 68.5% have had the advisory lifted. While 10% have the project construction complete Mm -hmm. and just need, you know, everything else in place. 20% uh, have the project to lift drinking water advisory under construction. Uh, 1.3% has the project to lift drinking water advisory in design phase. And then 1.3% is like not on the table Mm. currently. It's like there's studies. So everything's in progress, which is which is actually kind of uh, kind of remarkable. Well, that's good.
0: Uh, now, <laughs> he still has a very good chance of winning, just in general. But he was asked last week if he would resign if the Liberals did not win a majority, and he essentially said no comment, which I thought was interesting. And I guess yeah, the, what does that mean? I guess the reasoning <laughs> being, it's like if you essentially manage to fuck this election up to where you don't win a majority, it's like do you think the party will not have confidence in you? I just thought it was a strange question, but it's an interesting response. Like for the liberals, if they don't win a majority, this election is completely pointless. Yeah, they won't have oh, balance yeah, yeah. of power.
1: No, there's only I, I think I've talked about it before, and I know we're going off path from uh, your article. No, but real quick, this election is either going to do two things, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's either going to put the Liberal Party in power. Like, or in a majority position or, and these aren't necessarily exclusive or mo- seats will move from the conservative party to the NDP. Yes. Almost that's certainly. the only, that's all that's going on is that there's going to be a siphon from uh, conservative party seats. Even, even, um, the people's party is gaining slight traction and that will just siphon that small amount, but it'll be an important amount of votes from the Conservative Party. So pretty much all this election does is remove seats from the Conservatives.
0: Yeah, which, to be fair, is what the Liberals want.
1: Yeah, but- how those get allocated will be uh, up for debate until it actually goes down. But that's my prediction is all of this is doing is removing seats from the Conservative Party. This will either consolidate Justin Trudeau's power further or be maybe the biggest
0: mistake he could ever make because if they don't win a majority boy oh boy it'll be the ndp likely at best or the conservatives in a worst case scenario who actually control the balance of power more likely the ndp given more likely the ndp the liberals will need them to govern so this is an interesting time to call it we then move to the conservative party who at present are predicted to finish second, but as you've mentioned, they have the greatest possibility to fall the furthest. Yes. And part of that is no doubt due to their leader, someone who I cannot believe is the legitimate leader of the conservative party, Aaron O'Toole. He's... uh, In his effort to rebrand his party (laughs) post-Andrew Scheer, Aaron O'Toole is experiencing a bit of an internal PR problem. He is at odds with the more... Right wing members of the conservative party because his stance on climate change and inclusivity are, quote, more
1: centrist than voters are used to.
0: So yeah, they've also
1: made it so vaccines are mandatory. Yes. Yeah.
0: And he's also said that he's pro-choice and he's spoken out in support of LGBTQ2S plus rights. And he is and quote he, he, trying to separate himself from the more
1: extremist party views. And now he likes unions, even though his whole career beforehand was, was busting unions, <laughs> yeah, being a fucking union buster. Aaron O'Toole is such
0: an inert political force, I actually forgot he was the party leader until like two days ago. I literally couldn't have told you who was in charge of the conservative party. Was
1: it when he showed you uh, his breasts? Yes, that what brought you back.
0: He did get his big fucking titties and arms
1: out for like this really weird magazine spread where he's trying to make like that's such a thing. Did you know? Did you know that's not a magazine spread? Spread and that's actually their official recovery plan. Oh my god, that's awesome! If you go on, if you go on their website, because I just did this. Says read Canada's recovery plan, and you click it, you get the fucking a PDF where the first page is literally just his titties. I That's just sent it to you.
0: so awesome. See, that is This is their s- official recovery plan. That is such a strange way to rebrand. I get that they were they like, made, oh... They made like an Oprah mag. Yeah, I was gonna say, it just looks like... Yeah, like a magazine you'd read at the dentist's office. Yeah. And he's doing the classic... I mean, I do this all the time. Fitbit out, pressing your hands underneath your biceps to make them look larger. I get that. I can respect yeah. that. He has no shoulder definition. Yeah, this guy has no physical definition whatsoever, though. So he looks like his back is arched, so his ass looks bigger. (laughs) Yeah, he Aaron O'Toole does take the bimbo stance on this official party uh, propaganda. He's got his neck out to show that he can fucking gawk gawk all day long. Uh, This is my favorite line from probably the whole article. It's been a challenge since O'Toole is not well-known, No, sorry, well-known nor well-liked. In one poll, more Canadians chose the none-of-the-above abo- none option, 13%, over O'Toole, 11%, when asked who they'd like to be the next prime minister. <laughs> he is polling below no one. Oh my god. If you're seeing this <laughs> as a conservative supporter or a conservative, you know, pollster, you must be terrified. Because this could be like a wipeout, even though there's obviously a hold and a big place for conservative politics in Canada. There's a lot of Canadians that definitely feel, especially like with the rise of the more right wing and openly obnoxious conservatives. Like there is a huge amount of oxygen for that movement in Canada. I think this might be the last election where they try and fight against that, though. Because when you think so, well, because when they inevitably lose as badly as they're probably going to lose, they're going to have no choice but to turn to someone who isn't Andrew Shear and who isn't Aaron O'Toole. And mm. the greatest antidote to that is, unfortunately, someone like Derek Sloan or someone maybe a little less infamous than Derek Sloan, but who has all the same fucking repugnant social views. But he's smarter about who, it.
1: Who was the other person who ran for the leadership? Who came in second? I think it was Peter McKay, was it not? It was Peter McKay. Peter McKay would have made more sense. Yes. Because people actually know who that is. Yeah, and he has, like, all these repugnant social beliefs that the conservative party loves, but he's smart enough to hide Yeah, and he's, he's like a, what, crypto con? Yeah, exactly. Where, like, he'll, he'll like, use all the dog whistles and stuff like that, but have enough plausible deniability that people can kind of mental gymnastics around him being a horrible person.
0: Yeah, Whereas Aaron O'Toole just has zero name credit, zero likability, uh, zero popular support. It he doesn't be, go far
1: enough one way, and he doesn't go far enough the other way. He's no. kind of just the most milquetoast fucking con you could ever imagine.
0: And it's like the party kicked out most of the more extreme members that people liked, so I really don't know where the conservatives go other than down here. Exactly. Oof. All right. Let's move on to anime paul so we're gonna we're gonna talk about jagmeet at the end because that's the difference maker who could have the biggest kind of change we've talked a lot about anime paul in the past month more in the past month than i think anyone has ever talked about her an entire in her entire life like the two of us have probably said more words about her than the combination of teachers she had in public in high school
1: yeah yeah no definitely uh we've certainly honed in on her and uh, the the Green Party as a whole because it was kind of tragic to watch. Oh, yeah. Like we said, uh, we covered the Green Party leadership race and it was kind of exciting because there was actually some members like um, Dimitri and like uh, Miriam Haddad who were actually very exciting yes. to be part of the Green Party and were garnering lots of traction. And it wasn't until... Um, uh, Elizabeth May, or is it Elizabeth May? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. It wasn't until Elizabeth May um, decided to meddle to fuck everything up and make it so that again someone incredibly milk toast was in the position.
0: Exactly. She just wanted someone, essentially a clone or a a palate swap of herself, to run the party. Because the Green Party's always either been a cult of personality or what I believe, which is it's a CSIS op designed to undermine left-wing sentiment in Canada.
1: Yeah, because now they're going for the, the enlightened centrist route where it's like, no, we can appeal to all sides because... We're a single issue party, and that issue is climate change and, and nothing else. We only have one And we've planet. talked about how that's flawed.
0: Yeah, we only have one planet. We should try and protect it, but we shouldn't try and change the economy. We shouldn't try and make someone do anything differently. Uh, we should just yeah, be nice to the planet.
1: Yeah, and anything long-term that would actually, like, prevent uh, the current situation that we're in, um, fuck that. We can just do, like— Mitigation strategies to try to band-aid the, the whole operation. That's right. And make it so that we can live our most comfortable lives while also helping the planet. And it's like nobody wants that. Literally nobody wants that.
0: So in 2019, um, the Green Party effectively tripled their seats by winning three seats as opposed to just the one. So they've gone from the most seats they've ever held to probably losing all of them <laughs> in this next election.
1: Yeah. No, I can't imagine them unless they have some really good like local MPs,
0: which is possible. That is very, very possible. But on a national scale, the Green Party is uh, it's over. It's done. So here's a quote from the article with a little bit of uh, editorializing, in my opinion. Paul faced Paul nearly faced a no confidence vote by the party's federal council. Quote, a vote fueled by racism and sexism. Damn. Would you say that is true? Um, they did, I, I'd say in the sense that she is a black woman. Yes. She's obviously going to experience varying degrees of racism and sexism, but I don't think that was the motivating factor in the vote. I think,
1: I think what it was is that I don't think it had to do with, um, her being black, but I did do think some of the disaster came about when she showed that, um, She aligned with the Israeli government because of her Jewish faith.
0: Yeah. So I I wouldn't call it racist and sexist, but I I would say that it's a Zionist challenge. She was persecuted for Zionism, which is, as we know, the most important aspect of identity of all.
1: And And I think it's also good to keep in mind that Elizabeth May, like, personally chose her and endorsed her. Yes, she is the chosen successor Because everyone else was, quote unquote, too radical.
0: The Green Party is destroyed. It's over. Uh, This article really is trying to pitch for the Green Party by saying, oh, with climate change becoming a bigger issue, the Green Party can certainly steal some votes. But it's like, no, the NDP is taking a lot of the Green Party's climate initiatives, but actually pairing them with social justice and hopefully real changes that will actually create a
1: lasting impact. Yeah, it's because it's, you know, it's materialism versus theory. Yeah. It's the idea that, like, there's actual things that can get done versus let's sit down to talk about what we could do.
0: We then move on, and this will be very quickly, very quick, because he doesn't really matter and we don't, it, it has no impact on us. But Yves Francois Blanchette, who leads the Bloc Québécois, who won 32 seats in Quebec last federal election. And they're essentially going to try and build on the momentum they generated in 2019 because the bloc 100% like came back from being a completely useless political force. Like they've actually generated support again.
1: Yeah, but I don't know. They might have lost that because Quebec uh, having so many bloc Quebecois members uh, really angered the constituents of Quebec with their handling of the pandemic, either it being too extreme or too lax.
0: Yeah, no, they they were in a no-win situation.
1: Well, they they definitely swung hard, no matter what they did. Either it was, you know, COVID is non-existent anymore, everyone gets sick, or it was, okay, we have police roaming the streets uh, and and arresting homeless people.
0: He's also had to apologize for, quote, racist remarks from members of his party, which I'm sure will not help his Quebecois appeal, as they love racist
1: remarks. So... (laughs) <laughs> well, let's not forget yeah, you shouldn't have apologized be unapologetic come on no regrets in 2016 like the quebec provincial review which is like a big television
0: event they had had a white man in blackface playing pk Subin the montreal canadians african canadian defenseman this was 2016. wait i never heard about this oh yeah baby i will see if That's i can find insane. that is five years oh, ago oh my god also he has of course denied allegations of sexual misconduct made against him from an alleged incident in 1999. So, great guy all around. I don't think they're going to pick up any seats. I think they'd be lucky to hold their 32. Yeah, And no, now definitely. we move to the person who could perhaps make the largest leap in the 2021 election and hopefully take some of his party with him. As this article describes him, NDP leader and TikTok star, which I don't like, Jagmeet Singh, is gaining steam, especially amongst young voters. Since becoming party leader in 2017, the first person from a visible minority group to lead a major Canadian party, he has given the NDP brand a serious refresh. He has a 38% favorability, which when you have five major candidates, actually not that bad. So I don't know about giving the party a drastic overview and like refresh new look the NDP is still very much the NDP but it certainly helps that he is in a position of power and he is so well liked and I think he's actually done a pretty good job as the federal leader
1: right yeah no he 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 has he's um I don't know the TikTok star thing is silly that's a I think it's a silly jab that a lot of people are doing yeah um and I would be one of those people that's silly in in criticizing it um you know we're just criticizing things because they're new that's all and and it works and also it's a weird thing because his wife is also like a like a social media influencer so like of course he's gonna jump in on that train saying anybody uh, over
0: the age of 18 on tiktok
1: demon i'm sorry yeah this app is not (laughs) for you true very true um But overall, I I don't know. I think Jagmeet has done uh, a pretty solid job. I wish he held the liberals uh, closer to the fire Mm. because he has an incredible vantage point to be able to shut down literally anything right now. Yeah. Uh, But they're not necessarily utilizing that. So the article talks about some of the more recent things he's been involved with. So.
0: Uh, being very vocal on issues of affordable housing, income inequality, racism, climate change. He was the first federal leader to actually tour the Kamloops uh, Residential School. He has, as they quote, say, continually called on the liberals to do more when it comes to addressing the clean drinking water in indigenous communities. Also, his party was perhaps the biggest proponent, as we mentioned earlier, of actually putting in an emergency relief benefit for people impacted by COVID-19. I love that in this article they talk about he has had his low points and this is the low point that they list in may before most canadians were fully vaxxed Singh apologized for breaking covid rules after a video was released of him in close quarters with an unmasked friend i i I wouldn't exactly call that a scandal
1: guys (laughs) no
0: justin trudeau has eight or nine all of a greater magnitude than that Aaron O'Toole very clearly is just in this election
1: to either be humiliated or find a third to fuck his wife. So, <laughs> also uh, hanging out with an unmasked friend as a politician is really a low scandal to me because these motherfuckers get tested literally every single day, even yeah. when they're vaccinated.
0: Yeah. So the question then becomes: What do we think happens with Jogmeet and the NDP? They only have uh, 24 seats. They had a pretty disappointing performance in the last election, but a lot has changed since then. So, Chance, what do you think things are going to look like for the NDP
1: by September I, 20th? I, uh, I believe the NDP are going to do better. Yes. Um, I think, like I said, they're not probably not going to steal seats from the liberals. I'd be surprised. Yeah. Uh, but they're certainly going to steal seats from the conservatives. In different ridings, and um, especially in places like Alberta, where it swings between, like they they don't necessarily have liberal ridings. No, it swings between conservative and NDP, and so I think a lot of those seats will swing, especially because of what Jason Kenny has done. Whoa. Um, because people conflate, like you know, this is supposed to just be federal,
0: but the provincial. But people
1: can people conflate the provincial doings with uh who they elect like easily. And it it does reflect on your party overall. Like in Ontario, I'd be surprised if people are voting for conservatives other than places that are solid blue. Yeah. Um, because of Doug Ford's (laughs) handling of the pandemic, right?
0: Especially after his handling of the last wave of the pandemic, where literally everyone told him to shut the fuck up and kill himself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I think it would be, I believe the NDP are probably going to do solid. Yeah. Um. I think it would be insane to say that they're going to win, but I do think they're going to get more seats. Do you think they end up as the official opposition? Probably. I would also
0: agree with that. I think the NDP might even end up with near triple digit seats. They could end up like in the high 80s, just given how horrible the conservative election rollout is going to be. But I, mm-hmm. I do unfortunately feel like the liberals might get their majority in the end. Yes. Oh, definitely.
1: Like I said earlier, and, and I still hold true to this, I believe that this election is literally set to lose conservative seats. Yeah, I can't really see else. them making a breakthrough anywhere. No. People hate O'Toole. He's, Even those most hardcore conservatives hate useless. O'Toole.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I know everybody hates their the leader of their
1: political party because— fuck you, you don't like the thing it's also, I like, but especially. It's also, yeah, it, and it should be what you do, genuinely. Yeah. Should always be super critical of it. But, like, I remember Aaron O'Toole posted something being, like, the Chinese Communist Party oh, yeah. is um, committing atrocities, right? And it was on Instagram, and every single comment was, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> And these were people who in their bios were like, I'm a Canadian patriot patriot, like where we go one, we go all Uh, Buy my essential oils. And every single person was like, get the fuck out of here. Do you
0: remember the video he made where he's like, I'm in front of Justin Trudeau's office and it was like porta potties. (laughs) yeah i think that's that's his version of i'm chilling in cedar rapids it was one of the most disastrous political videos where every single person is like this fucking sucks you idiot the the willy wonka ad oh my god they just just, came out they should take a page out of Stephen, like Stephen harper's 2004 playbook and just say that justin trudeau fucks kids and likes child porn
1: Yeah he's a pedophile That
0: would be awesome That would actually appeal really well to the conservative base Like he should actually double down on the QAnon stuff And I think he might actually
1: have a chance to uh, win all 338 seats Canadians Men and women I have found another copy of Jeffrey Epstein's black book (gasps) And in this book The first name on the flight logs Justin Trudeau (gasps) Uh, Mr. O'Toole, <gasps> Mr. O'Toole, isn't your name the second yes.
0: one on that list?
1: Uh, yeah, because I was infiltrating uh the the flight to fly it into the nine eleven towers. <gasps> but Mark Wahlberg was on board, so he prevented it from happening. No, he was busy fighting a Vietnamese man on the uh, street. Oh, I'm sorry. What year was this? <laughs> This was, (laughs) I don't know, between like the nineties and like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, like the two twenty somethings. Well,
0: Mister O'Toole, I'm gonna put in a request (laughs) with uh, the God Empress Ramona Daidula and see if she'll cede the position of Prime Minister to you, so you'd be second in
1: command. Uh, I fucked Ramona Daidula. I don't think that's true. She has better standards than that. On the Epstein plane. Oh, (laughs) that's how she became an orphan for the third time. They don't call it a cockpit for nothing. That's right.
0: Speaking of flying and uh, disastrous events, the
1: that, Afghanistan that whole bit? war is finally oh, over. Oh, the Afghanistan war. Yeah. That's another disaster. The
0: Americans one. are pulling out. It was all for nothing. Not quite nothing, though, because, guys, guess what? Poppy and opium fields, they went through the roof in Afghanistan. We did it. We rebuilt the We economy. did it, boys.
2: Woo!
1: Celebrate good times. Come on. Let's celebrate. Yeah, and that's why that's why everyone's hanging out in the bumper cars. We and like pro- That's right. The Taliban aren't celebrating the
0: takeover <laughs> of Afghanistan. They are so fucking hyped that the poppy fields are ready and created. And now that it's back. Business is back in a major way. We never said we'd liberate Afghanistan. We simply said we'd help rebuild it. And guess what? We rebuilt the most important economy of all. The drug trade. The CIA. Good boys. They're like extreme house flippers. They flipped Afghanistan and made it profitable again. And for that, they get
1: Jesse's shout out of the week. <laughs> also, anyone who is listening to this who thought anything else was going to happen in Afghanistan is insane. Yeah. What? What did you if think this was to be bound to happen <laughs> would be like what else was going to happen? We were there was either going to be troops on the ground forever for forever. Like hundreds of years. Or it was going to be turned over to the Taliban. It was bound to fucking happen. Like, I, to fathom any other alternative is is insane and bizarre to me. So, And people blaming anyone other than like fucking all of the presidents of the U.S. <laughs> uh, since George Bush is insane. Exactly. Uh, people being like, oh, it was Donald Trump. Nah, it was, I don't know. It was literally all of those motherfuckers. You gotta, They've all terrorized Afghanistan for their whole careers. One thing you got to say about the Taliban—they just wanted it more. Say what you will about the many, many,
0: many horrible policies, especially in regards to how women are treated, but they—they they just wanted it more. They—they they put in a gritty performance. Uh, it was a full four-quarter game, sixty-minute effort from them, and and they won it. Yeah, it's a meritocracy. <laughs> Afghanistan really is the only true meritocracy. That's why most of the guys who got like C minuses and were tricked by recruiters into trying to buy a Dodge Charger with blood money uh, got their feet blown off. And the Taliban are Mm -hmm. riding in bumper cars and uh, dancing
1: to Drake songs in clubs. Yeah. Imagine you would you wouldn't even be mad at Afghanistan if you were a veteran. You would be mad at who sent you the fuck over there. Exactly. Like you'd be sitting there like who. Why did you make us do this literally for nothing? You just made us terrorize people. Uh, uh, Uh-uh-uh. Not for nothing. Opium's back, baby, in a major way. Yeah, you're right. Opium is back. You're right. You're right, sorry. If
0: if you're fucked up, you have PTSD, which we all know stands for pussy that needs to be sucked and destroyed. Uh, Yes. Take solace in the fact that you helped make the CIA even richer so they can continue waging wars on uh, all sorts of democratically elected states around the world. So, yeah, I know you're missing an arm. You're missing a leg. You're missing parts of your brain. Uh, Your life is, uh, for all intents and purposes, completely ruined. You can't go to fireworks. Uh, You can't have fun anymore. But the good news is the CIA got really rich because of your actions. So, uh, hey, congratulations. Hats off to you. Yeah, that's right. Hats off, arms off, legs off.
1: Everything's off for you. If you uh don't be stand, if you don't stand behind our troops, at least lay down with them in the opium dens. That's right. If you if you can't stand for our troops, stand beside them as they cower at a fireworks show. If you can't stand behind our troops, at least get on your knees and suck them dicks. That's right, and that's how it should be. <laughs> and that's how it should be. And on that one That's how note, it always will be. <laughs> let's
0: uh let's hit the road. Let's shit the chode. Thank you so right. much, folks, for listening. We hope you enjoyed. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.